Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, we're back here on the Ohioan with, my goodness, probably what, six-time guest, seven-time guest. I, I've lost count. Megan Henry. Yes, <laughs> Megan Henry from the Columbus Dispatch. And that's a good thing. I mean, it's not like, oh, I've done this seven times. I mean, hey, we're, we're lo- we lost count, which is a good thing. We always love having her on, and um, thank you again for coming on the show. Of course. I'm always happy to happy to be here. I feel kind of like an SNL host uh, who's, you know, like a, yes. you know who comes yeah, back yeah, all the time. Like I mean, we talked off air for about 10 minutes, which was good catching up, but maybe we should have done, uh, what's that, those cheesy little skits they do when they're like, oh, you're a five-time host, and they put you in the back room and they give you a coat or whatever, you know. Maybe we should do that. I don't know. I, don't I, do I wouldn't that. be opposed. I, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic. I haven't seen that sketch on SNL for a long time. We haven't had those repeat hosts. I used to watch those all the time as a kid. So I don't know. Well, we'll have to do that sometime. Maybe after the COVID, we'll start doing these weird ceremonies where we give you a gift for being an eight-time or a guest or whatever else the case might be. Well, and as you might know, when we first started talking to Megan, it was uh, she was doing a lot more health. But you know, beat switch to the dispatchers is good. We've got a lot of versatile reports. Could do a lot of different things, which is great. So Megan's now on the education beat. But Megan did the best of both worlds. She's going to be like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to do an education story that deals with health. So she kind of combined. It was very shrewd, very good. Um, You wrote a story a few days back about how in high schools, here in Ohio, we can have vaccines as early as 16. So you covered how this started. And last week, Worthington was uh, the first school uh, that did it, I believe. Yes, uh, Thomas Worthington, uh, Nationwide Children's, held their first teen vaccine clinic. Uh, and it sounded like it went pretty well. Yes, yes, it did go uh, pretty smoothly, Chris. Uh, yes, at Nationwide Children's, they are doing vaccine clinics in uh, high schools in Franklin County. So that students who are eligible, who are 16 and older and want to get the vaccine, can make an appointment and then they will come. The clinic will come on certain days. They have a schedule that um, they have made and it's usually it's in the gym. So the the clinic will just be in the gym and they'll just call the students down at Thomas Worthington. They had it um, alphabetically and then over the PA system, they would just call by last names like A through H or what, whatever it is. And then they would just, those students would just come down who had appointments and they would just wait in one line to register, sign in, and they wait into in another line and to actually get the vaccine. And then once they got the vaccine, there were tons of tables set up at Thomas Worthington and they would wait 15 minutes uh, in the bleachers afterwards to make sure there was no reactions. The nationwide children's nurses were administering the vaccines. Uh, and they had some other staff there as well. 
just to be on site and make sure everything was going smoothly. But uh, last week on Wednesday, the first day of the clinic, they administered 600 doses. And the following day, Thursday, they had another clinic and they uh, administered 400. And then they will be back in a few weeks to administer the second shot since it's a Pfizer vaccine. So they have to get the two shots three weeks apart. And so they'll come back three weeks later uh, and do the clinic as well all over again. How'd that work from a permission standpoint? I mean, I'm assuming like do parents sign off on that? And how does that work too with just doctors? Because, you know, sometimes kids have different things going on. How, how do they make sure that worked? Yeah, that's a good question. So they did have to make an appointment. I'm not entirely sure if their parent had to sign off. Um, I do know that Nationwide Children's, their clinic, Parents, if they if they want to, they can actually be after they appointment with their with their student with their child. Uh, I didn't really see any parents the hours, so I was there at Thomas Worthington. Um, so I'm not entirely sure, but I did hear um, nurses say to students before they got the vaccine, "Do you want to get the vaccine?" Uh, just to verify that they were the ones who really wanted the the vaccine, and it was them consenting for the vaccine. And I'm just making sure because obviously there's going to be a crowd out there going. I can't believe these kids were forced by gunpoint to have a vaccine. But you know, like you said, it was voluntary. They they had to sign up in the past. It was like they were herded down there. And as well, they were asked there saying, do you want the vaccine? So it was almost a two-step process that the kid, and I'm sure the parent was involved in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like kids just kind of came on their own. So in essence, probably a three-step process from the parents, from the signing up process to the last, hey, you want the vaccine. So obviously there was a lot of voluntary parts to it. Yes, definitely. Very good. Just just want to make sure my mentions go down. Because <laughs> anytime I talk about this, we, you know, we get some reaction to it. So very good. And you were saying too, um, you know, other schools are joining sport. I think you were saying like Westville did it later in the mm-hmm. week. And uh, this happened across high schools because obviously we're allowed uh, 16 and up to get the vaccine now. Yes, yes. So Thomas Worthington was the first school to host a clinic. So all the uh, Worthington students who were eligible, again, 16 and up, who wanted the vaccine could get the vaccine. Um, but then Thomas Worthington, or excuse me, Westerville Central was the second high school to host the vaccine. There's a whole laundry list of districts in Franklin County. Most of them are included who are going to be hosting these clinics, ranging from Columbus City Schools to, um, let's see, Upper Arlington. There's a whole whole long list. Most of the districts in Franklin County are going to be hosting hosting these clinics. Um, yes, we have Jefferson, Grandview Heights, Groveport, Madison, Hilliard, Kip Columbus, New Albany, Milford, Whitehall, Southwestern City Schools, Upper Arlington, Eastland, Fairfield, Career and Technical Skill Technical Schools, and also schools operated by the Columbus as well. So it's not just not just public schools, but the diocese schools as well. Now, and you cover Central Ohio. Obviously, we're in more of an urban area. There's more people. I'm assuming that similar things are probably being done in other areas of the state, too. I mean, no, that's not your coverage area, but it sounds like this is a a broader effort than just saying here in cities, right? Yes, yes. I'm not entirely sure what other regions of the state are doing when it comes to vaccinating uh, students 16 and up if they're going into the schools in these clinics like Nationwide Children's is, but... Um, I, I would imagine this is kind of gaining traction. Um, this is definitely sure. with vaccinating students. It's going to help schools return to quote unquote normal quicker. It's what uh, doctors have been telling me um, really kind of all along that once students get the vaccine, that's going to be not, not the, the solution, but it'll be a big piece of the puzzle with moving schools 
quote unquote back to normal with no distancing or or masks at some point if, if you can remember what that was like for the pandemic sure. well i would imagine i mean you know if it's being done to such a big effort as it in central i'm sure other areas in the state are doing something i'm sure it's not just columbus that's doing that and it sounds like the you talked to some kids there and some families it sounds like there was some excitement um you know, and I, I guess that's the point I made too to our listeners. If you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, it allows you to do some more things. So you talk to families saying, "Hey, we can go see Grandma in California now." Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's a thrill of getting a needle in your arm. It's more of saying, "Hey, look, some of this, whatever this new normal is going to be, we can now at least attempt now because we have the vaccine." Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I don't think many people love getting a shot or uh, love needles. Yes. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of needles, but the students I talked to were very excited just to have the vaccine and A, have the ease of access of it being in, in the schools and not having to miss schools or worry about making an appointment after school while juggling their extracurricular activities. I talked to one student who she works as a lifeguard and also is involved in a sport this spring and, and does water polo. So she was having a hard time finding a time outside of school to actually go and get the vaccine and without having to miss school. And so it was really the, it's the ease of access of having to just go down to the gym she missed uh, a little bit of her ceramics class, I believe, but then she was able to go back right into school. Um, but yes, she was saying how with the vaccine, this will help allow her to to do more things that she wasn't able to do uh, during the pandemic, like go visit her great aunt in California, who she hasn't seen in over a year since she hasn't been able to yeah. travel. So she can go to see her aunt or her aunt can come and see her. And it sounds like she's vaccinated as well. So just uh, definitely seeing more family and friends and reconnecting will be um, really what these students are looking forward to with the vaccine. Yeah, we don't know what the future holds. I mean, you heard some reporting over the past week about saying, well, how long are these vaccines effective for? Well, they may not be effective forever. I mean, we may need to get a booster shot. I mean, we're trying, still trying to figure out this disease. But, hey, it's a step in the right direction. At least, you know, you're able to go see grandma, maybe go to the game this summer, wherever the case might be, you know. It, it seems to make sense, and I'm glad that 16-year-olds are taking advantage of it. I mean, it was interesting for the dispatch and our other papers. I've been doing a story on who's eligible for the vaccine. When it started, there wasn't that many numbers. Now, I think if you look at dispatch.com, it's a brief because it's pretty much like, hey, if you're 16 and up, go get it. Here's information, I'll go get it. So I'm thankful. I mean, I always like having stories in the paper or on the website, but I'm thankful for a story like that's not brief because it's, more, it's available for a lot more people now. Mm -hmm. So very good. All right. Well, now you're covering education. I know some people might get confused, but like, oh, she's writing about COVID again. But <laughs> hey, it does intersect when you do that. Um, anything, I, I don't want us giving away anything to our competitors, but anything big that you're, you're looking at next? I'm sure you, you always got some stuff you're working on. Yes, yes. So this isn't really COVID-related, indirectly, I guess, COVID-related, but I tweeted out oh, about okay. it last week, uh, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not too worried about people seeing it. Um, and I got the idea actually from Detroit Free Press, so I'm kind of borrowing yeah. from, from them. Yeah. But I'm interested in doing a story um, about what happened to classroom pets during the pandemic last March. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what happened to them? I'm assuming, you know, they went home with someone, they're home with teachers, you know, students, families, what's happening to them now that schools are, are back? Are they returning to the classrooms or are they going to stay home? So I'm talking to some teachers tomorrow um, in Dublin and also Reynoldsburg. Um, I have some emails from Pickerington as well, trying to talk to some teachers and some students as to what kind of happened to their pets. So I don't have a, a, 
a date for when that's going to run yet, but it's something I am looking into. Well, it's one of those stories that could run whenever, so I'm sure it's not a set date, but no, it's good. Uh, what are we seeing? Is it gerbils, hamsters, that type of stuff? Is there any unusual pets that you're hearing from? Yeah, so definitely some turtle, a lot of turtles. That's been a big one. Um, one teacher has some uh, Madagascar cockroaches. Um, so that was kind okay. of... That'll be, I'll, that'll be interesting to talk to her. Uh, but mm -hmm. yes, gerbils, hamsters, th those are the, the main ones so far that I've come across. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm glad my wife is a teacher, and thankfully she doesn't have any classroom pets. We've got enough. We've got two cats and a dog. That's enough pets. Uh, I've got two young humans living with us. <laughs> We've got enough life in our house. So I'm glad that she doesn't have a classroom pet because you probably be talking to her, but you probably have it at our house. So I'm glad that <laughs> there's no classroom pets in my wife's class. We'll just to say that. So, all right. Well, anything else education-related that we should know about that, or we should be following? Um, if, I, if I can, if I can plug um, the dispatch, our education team, uh, we have actually a podcast ourselves. So uh, I would just like to plug the, the Learning Pod. Uh, it's a bi-weekly okay. podcast where my colleague, um, Alyssa and Sheridan, we get on and just talk about education issues, um, you know, pertaining to K through 12 or colleges as well. So I would just really uh, like to plug that our latest episode, we've done three episodes and our latest one came out last week and it was actually about vaccinating students uh, in K-12 and also college campuses. So just plug yeah. that. We got to give a shout to Alyssa. Everybody works hard. We're not saying she's the only one that works hard, but what a, what a time for Alyssa. In, in addition to her education coverage, she's been one of the main people on the Columbus Zoo story, which has been definitely ever-evolving. We, we were excited. We, got, we were trying to get Alyssa on with you one day when you guys worked on a story together. And Alyssa came on, I think it was about a week or two ago, uh, to talk about one of her first stories about the zoo. So it was great to have her on. And uh, I know her and Sheridan, you do big work with the education. So, yeah, check out the learning pod, you said. And also, you guys have a Twitter, too. So not, not just for you, but also for the education beat, right? Yes, yes. Let me pull up the handle. I want to make sure I get it right uh, so I can tell people to give it a follow. Yeah, I'm taking you off guard today. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's see. I should I should know this by heart. I, I know it's different. I, I was looking at it the other day, and I can't recall either. So, all right, it's the Columbus Dispatch Education Team. So the handle is at CBUS Learning Pod. So give us oh. give us a follow. So you you can keep up with the podcast as well as probably any education stories that come out. And obviously, there's a lot. I mean, there's uh, and it's another good reason to let's give a quick promo to Dispatch.com. And you're sitting there like, oh, why would I subscribe? Well, look, we have stories coming every day. I was on um, the desk. I mean, look, if you subscribe, I will help you. I'm the guy that's putting the stories up in the social media. And even the day that I would describe as slow, I mean, we had, what, 15 news stories Sunday morning. We had news stories coming out throughout the day. Uh, Nick Foligno uh, was a big story, the Blue Jackets captain. And these stories are coming out in real time. So, hey, Print, great. If you want the newspaper, that's fine. There's a lot of great things happening in print. But if you want things breaking that happen every day, I mean, dispatch.com. And I don't know the latest deal, but they have a deal to get you introduced. I mean, sometimes it's like a buck for three months or three bucks for three months. And if you want to be 
know what's happening on Columbus. Even if you're like, I'm not sure if I want to know everything. Well, if you want to know what's happening that's big, or and, and we do a great job of having pop culture and fun stories series, not just the serious stories, please check out dispatch.com. I mean, if you're in Columbus and care about what's going on in Columbus, I'm not even sure why you wouldn't check out dispatch.com. But check it out. You can check out for free. But again, we encourage you to subscribe. There's a lot of great stories out there. Uh, there's premium stories for subscribers. You might say, well, what the, are those about? Well, these are stories we have for our subscribers. They're a little extra stuff, a little investigative, good stuff. You'll see a lot of Megan on there, Alyssa, all the other writers. And you might even see a Chris P on occasion. I don't write that much, but hey, if you love seeing my name online, hey, another good reason to subscribe. So very good. So hey, we did it. We Endorse the website, too. So we, we did what we need to do. So it's fantastic. All right. Well, as always, Megan, it was a thrill uh, to talk to you. And, uh, let's do this again shortly. Uh, but thanks again. And thanks for checking out the podcast. Thanks so much for being on, Megan. You have a great day. Thank you. You and well, Chris.